I'm angry. Not okay. I got some things I got to get off my chest. And I'm happy to do it with you because this is a session. Yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU Athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every day. You can catch us on wherever you get your podcast, and then also, if you look we are on YouTube, so don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. But I told you, I'm not, I'm not good right now. I'm not, in, I'm not in a happy place right now. I'm actually quite frustrated, and it's going to show with some of these things. It is. I have some things I want to get off my chest, and there is no better place to do that than Locked On HBCU. And I'm going to start off with the first one, and that is the NFL Draft. We were all looking. We all had our eyes on it. There were no HBCU players that were drafted in the draft 2021. None of them. We knew there was going to be an uptick because we, we weren't going to have another year with zero. We, we knew that. I came on here and I gave what I felt were expectations. Now, now that we're here on Monday, the NFL draft for was not, it was not a failure, but it wasn't a success. It was somewhere, somewhere in that little middle gap because it wasn't far, but it did not feel as bad as I thought it would. Now, 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 now. Last week, I came on, and we really led into the draft with all week of programming. And it was a grand time. I, I absolutely loved it. On Monday, we came on, what is a successful NFL draft? I did this for a couple of reasons. I did this week. I wanted to give you something to look at. If you were saying, this is what I should expect. But then, two, I did it for myself. I wanted to know, well, what am I looking at? What, what what metrics am I looking at to grade this, this, this draft? I wanted to be able to keep myself honest and give myself a guideline to where I could, you know, come on there and be like, okay, this was a success. This was not a success. And if you remember, I had three ways of success, and I'll go through them really quickly. You had the number of players drafted. I said five players would be a, where these players were drafted, and then how many camp as an undrafted free agent i'm beyond reason i'm upset is because of the first one that was the most important one the number of players that were being drafted now as the the week went on and the draft grew nearer my my expectations grew grew larger my desires grew larger instead of saying well five is a success it became five is the expectation i had five surefire hbcu players that i thought were going to go in the nfl draft marquise bell a quill not, not excuse me not a quill glass um Jacoby Durant, Jatai Carter, Joshua Williams, and James Houston. Four of those guys went, except for the first one. And Mark did not make it in the NFL draft. He did get picked up as an undrafted free agent, but he was not drafted. And this was one that y'all know he's a personal favorite of mine. My favorite player in the draft from the HBCU. I really expected him to be drafted. Now, with it not hitting that number, 
four didn't feel as bad as I thought it was going to. Four didn't. Maybe because I was okay with where Joshua Williams and Kobe Durant went in the draft in the fourth round, but everything was soured by the lack of the five. I could not, and that's not a play on words. Listen, I understand Mar Marquise Bell wore five. Y'all know my affinity for the number five, but this is not a playful time right now. I'm trying to express some frustration. Got to get it off my chest. I'm not here for the, for the jokes right now, okay? So, look at Marquise Bell not make it in the end of the draft. I sat there and I wondered, I wonder what is the disconnect? Because if you remember how many times I talked about Bell, it was always, always, but it was a constant narrative of there's a difference of opinion. There's a school of thought where, no, we the reason he didn't make it into the senior bowl. And then there was some like me. Y'all heard when Ross came on, we argued, that's your guy, my guy, whatever. Gerald had him at a, as his top HBC, not drafted, not drafted. There's two schools of thought. Now, obviously, it seems as if the NFL teams have, have, a, have taken on the naggy way of thought. That's what it appears. They've adopted that. And throughout the NFL draft, there's always going to, people, going, to, going to be people who slide that you don't expect to slide. There's going to be some guys who go undrafted. You don't expect to be undrafted. Guys who were drafted earlier than you thought they would be. And Ice Cube, no Vaseline. Here's what they think about you. Every time, right? Here's what they think about you. Here's what they think about you. Here's what you think. Here's what they think about you. And this is something that and I continue to talk about during the draft when people are sliding, because the draft really does tell you, not these media scouts, but the actual scouts in the NFL, they tell you exactly what they think about a player. They tell you, oh, we didn't value this player at this point. You know, we have people thinking that the quarterbacks, we're going to be two quarterbacks in the first round. There was one quarterback drafted in the Here's what they think about you. It's the great, it's the great uh, decision. It's no more back and forth, no more curiosity. They tell you. It was bummed out. I don't even care how many. I do care how many land in in a in on a roster for camp. But as far as demon success, that five became it became the bare minimum as time got got closer. So when it didn't get hit, and especially with one of the guys who I thought was even more surefire. I, if I was anyone I was going to question about, if there was anyone I was going to question, it was James Houston. I thought he was going to get drafted. I felt pretty confident in it. But he was been the one I was going to question. Marquise Bell didn't make it. It was weird. It was very weird. And that lack of hitting the threshold that I set, to me, deemed this kind of a failure. It was a great step forward, felt good, but I set myself a bar to stay honest, and I'm going to stay honest to it. HBCUs didn't hit a five. Marquise Bell got picked up as an undrafted free agent with the Cowboys. There was a top 30 visit with them. It's nice to know that there was some mutual interest between both parties. I think he'll outperform his undrafted status, and undrafted doesn't mean that you're going to miss the team. It doesn't. I'm excited for him, for whatever he's going to do. I am disappointed that he wasn't picked. It's a big discrepancy in how a lot of people feel. Are you with Nat? Are you with the mouth of the South? Let me know behind, uh, below in the comments. We'll see. We'll see. Good luck to him. Good luck to everybody at the draft. But going forward, we're going to continue with the draft tomorrow. We're going to come back to that tomorrow. But I got some other things I want to get off my chest. And this one kind of bummed me out. I'm talking about Isaiah Land entering his name into the transfer portal. But before we get into that, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Because I tried another Built Bar this weekend. Let me let me tell you a, a, a true story, right? Let me tell you a true story that happened this week. And I did try another flavor, but I'll get to that in a second. 
this player, I went downstairs, or this weekend, I went downstairs to my pantry. And I was looking, and I seen a blue built Bar wrapper. I said, I know this ain't what I think it is. And it was blueberry muffin. And I literally ran yelling in excitement and said, man, I got me a blueberry muffin built Bar. I didn't eat it at that time because I wanted to take it on my way to the gym. Now, I found another one later on, and I didn't try this one just because, and I hadn't done it. I had never tried the peanut butter one. It was a crispy, so this is this is one they don't even make anymore. But peanut butter crisp. I said, man, whether it's a built puff, whether it's a built bar regular, or it's a built bar crispy, they do not miss. They do not miss. Listen, 17 grams of protein, four grams of sugar, four net carbs. Built bar is on a roll no matter how they make it. It is always delicious. It is always healthy. Things come together, you need to make sure that you're trying it. And to try it, you go to built.com and come here. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off the offer. All right, so keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Every day in the therapy session continues. I just dealt with a tad bit of disappointment, a little bit of frustration. Now we're going to get into me being bummed. I'm not sad. I'm not sad. I'm, I'm really kind of chill, but I'm bummed out a little bit. But before we get into that, I want to tell you the word of the day. And the word of the day is Leviathan. And it means something large or formidable. Now, what has me a little bit bummed out is that Isaiah Land just entered his name into the transfer portal. Now, I tell you every time, entering your name into the transfer portal does not mean you're gone. All it means is that you're keeping your options open. You're looking at, all right, do I want to go over there? Do I want to go here? I might still return. I think that a lot of times they don't return more times than not. You're gone, but there is an opportunity for you to stay put. And Coach Simmons said, I would love to have Lance stay in, duh. Like, who wouldn't want a player of his caliber to stay? And for what it's worth, Land has already said, the only FCS, the only HBCU program that I'm ever attending is FAMU. So ain't no going to Tennessee State, no North Carolina A&T, no transferring with no transferring to the MEAC, FBS. And we'll get into what that means in a little bit. I'm going to operate the assumption that he's gone. He may not leave. I'm going to operate under the assumption that he's gone. All right. A, a, a land departure would really hurt FAMU and HBCUs. I'm going to start off with HBCUs, and then I'm going to go to FAMU. You know, I'm going to start big, go small. HBCU, this is part of the game. It is. This is part of the game, and that's why I'm really sad. I'm bummed that he's leaving because we're, we're proponents of HBCUs growing. We are. But small schools are going to lose talent to big schools all the time. It, it's just going to be what it is. Because HBCUs in small schools in general just don't have the same facilities. They don't have a lot of the same exposure. They don't have the same name recognition as far as I, you could go to LSU. You can go to Alabama because they had the most players drafted in the in the draft this year. You go there and you you're instantly an NFL draft prospect instantly. I've seen a running back from drafted early in my estimation in my estimation so there's something about going to these prestigious schools that attracts people and something you have to understand is that a lot of talent that comes from 
HBCUs or goes to HBCUs at this present moment are people who did not have those big name offers. They didn't. Now, to see a, a tide be turned in which, all right, this guy had a Clemson offer, but he chose South Carolina State. He had an old Miss offer, but he chose Jackson State. You know, he could have went, he could have went to, to LSU, but he chose Grambling. I think you're starting to see those start coming up where, all right, people are choosing to go to HBCUs over some of these bigger schools. And with that, I think you might see the trend stop. I think you might see it stop. But right now, that's part of the game, man. It is. And a lot of that has to do with the reason that Isaiah Lynn. So that's why I'm saying it's a blow because we're trying to get talent to stay at HBCUs, and he may still stay. But we're, we're trying to get talent to stay, and him leaving after winning Cannon Award would hurt. And I'm chalking up as part of the game. It's going to chalk, you know, chalk to the game because small schools are going to lose recruits when they play really well. The allure of the lights being brighter, the green, the grass being greener, is going to pull you in. You, you, when you didn't have to turn down those offers to come to that HBCU. I get it. I understand the allure. I'm not blaming land at all. I'm not blaming land at all. Now for fam, you... The impact is it's clear. It's extremely clear. And it, it comes in the form of 19 sacks. It comes in the form of 25 and a half tackles for a loss. It comes in the form of a Buck Buchanan award. It comes in the form of a player who made you feel confident enough to feel like his, his impact could erase some of the holes that you're going to be missing or some of the holes that you're going to have to try to fill at the beginning of the season. See, you're taking a real close look at that FAMU defensive line. If land departs, and Savion Williams is already gone. Now I'm looking at there's a line that's missing an impact player, an impact player on the edge at the impact position. And then I'm also looking at somebody who's missing an interior piece. You're missing two fourths of your, of your defensive line that was really good for you last year. I'm going to be looking at that. See, here's the thing about having Isaiah Land on your team. It's when Savion Williams leaves. All right, we got Land. We're cool. Both of your starting safeties, including Marquise Bell, leaves. Okay, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. We have land. But when land leaves, instead of feeling like, oh, we're good, because you have a player in an impact position or an impact player at arguably the most important, the most premier position on the defense. If it's not number one, it's number two. It's that important. You feel like, oh, we can cover up some of those things. But now, when Land's gone, it's like trying to lift up a Leviathan. It's sitting there like, all right, cool. You got the you doing your, you doing your curls, whatever. You got five pounds, and boom, boom, I can get it. Maybe doing shoulder press, I got it. Boom, we're here. When you start adding more weight, boom, we got it. Because Isaiah Land's here, everything's starting to feel like five pounds. Now, think whatever your max is, whatever's too heavy for you. Now, with Land going, it's that. Instead of feeling like it's five pounds because I have the confidence to feel like that guy on the edge is going to cover up some of them holes at the beginning of the season that I feel like I might need to plug. Now, mind you, they're looking at their defense as the fuel, the ignition, the gas. That's what's pushing this, this team forward. It's the reason that the offense can just drive the bus. Remember that. So the confidence of having the best FCS defender last year on, on your edge got you every five pounds boom we pushing it we pushing it we pushing it land goes now we we might still push it we might still push it 
but best believe is going to be a struggle. That's what Isaiah Land leaving really does. And you can come back from these things. You can come back. I understand that. But you're going to be looking at players like Raymond Cutts, who just came in. That's an HB or excuse me, a, a JUCO transfer four star. He's going to need to step up now. See, it was different. Oh, well, he's going to be paired to land. It's like, man, this might be a dynamic duel. Now he's going to have a little bit more weight on his shoulders. You have commitments like that. You're going to have players who come in. Look, one player ain't going to make the team or make the side of the ball. We understand that. You're going to have to do it as a unit, though. When that person is as impactful as he is at the position he's impactful at, excuse me, when he's impactful at the position that he's impactful at, yeah, you're going to have to do this as a unit. You're going to need players like Isaiah Major, who had a really good to continue that momentum in the type of things that you're going to need. Because without that, you might be sitting there wondering, like, man, is this defense going to be worthy of the dark cloud nickname again? It's a unit, though. Let's remember that. And who knows? Isaiah Land could always come back. I'm trying to end with a little bit of positivity. But listen, I got some frustration now. I, I was a little bit frustrated earlier. Now I'm really frustrated. And this is something that's been really getting at me. But don't worry. After this, we're all smiles and we're good. And I want to tell you about Bet Online before we get into any of that. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to wage on everything that you could possibly need. It is the best place to go. It is my go-to place anytime I'm trying to put down some money. We just watched a really good game one between the Warriors and the Grizzlies. We just lost a really good series between the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. So the Warriors were able to take this out with Draymond getting ejected. Steph, uh, Steph having foul trouble. John Morant had 30 points. Um, Jackson had 30 points. Jordan Poole is still killing it in, in the postseason. So there's so many things that are going on. I want to know what's the over-under. Are you taking the over-under on Jordan Poole's points next, next game? What are you doing? Now, with the NBA playoffs keep going, we're going to have the the – Suns versus the Mavs. That's the series that I'm going to be watching very closely. There are so many over-unders that you could do. And just because the draft is over does not mean that the NBA playoffs is not still going. We got these going until Jline.net needs to be in your webs, whether you're doing it on your mobile phone or your desktop, it needs to be in your favorites. And, and thereafter. Why? Because they're the fastest way to wage on all of you. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, as we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on H. Don't talk to me about Jackson State losing Deion Sanders anymore, please. I don't know if I've ever discussed this at length, but I'm going to do it today. I'm going to do it again. I'm tired. I am tired of this because I understood it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not dumb. I understand why people are connecting it. I do. I do. But I just read an article today and it's like, y'all doing too much right now. You are. And right time for it. I, I understood it December and in January and all. I got it because he was connected to the Texas Christian job. He even interviewed at TCU, if I'm not mistaken. So I got why you were connecting him there. After the season that he had at Jackson State, and a lot of people didn't expect it, it was a surprise. So for him to do what he did, for him to do what he did on that level, oh man, just wonder what he could do here. 
I understand the thought process behind it. Now, please stop. It's May. Stop. <laughs> We're in May. This man has already started his spring season at this point. In, in my personal opinion, I needed it to stop from February until August. I'm even going to be nice. Right before the season starts, I'm going to give you a little two-week window to where you can talk about, well, if Jackson State does, Deion Sanders could. I didn't. But I don't want to hear about it during the season, and I don't think that we will. I really don't. I really don't want to hear about it during the offseason either. It's not a storyline that needs to be continued. It isn't. It's tiresome. It's something that I feel like really impact that he's really having on HBCUs right now. Jackson State is where he coaches, but his impact stretches beyond just Jackson, Mississippi. Can we can we talk about that? There is so much going on in favor of Jackson State football right now that for you not to have this sort of national coverage for everything he's doing. I'm not going to say that you don't want it to happen. I'm not. But I will say. You're willfully ignorant. I'm speaking to national media. I'm not speaking to regional guy. Because regional journalists, if you're in a region, I get it. See, look, if you're in Raleigh or whatever, and you like, oh, I got to get them to North Carolina State or something like that. I get it. You're a regional guy. You're a regional girl. You are a writer for that region, and you want to talk about Deion Sanders coming here. That's, that's fine. But if you're in national media, can we please? Today I saw an article, or this weekend, that's really sparked it. I didn't just want to get it up in a row. But this weekend I saw an article, and it talked about all these places that Deion Sanders could go after the 2022 football season. Mind you, we haven't even gotten to the fall yet. We haven't really even gotten to the summer yet. Let alone get to the decision would actually be made. But it had all these hypothetical situations. If this team did better, expected this coach could do this and i'm like you putting out all energy or putting a whole lot of energy in to not just say hey man Deion sanders is killing it at jackson state they're generating a lot of money for the mississippi economy he's doing a lot of things making promises to mississippi valley state that he's going to improve the or excuse me improve the the facilities there you're going a long way to there is a reason that teams want Deion sanders and it isn't because he wore 21 it isn't prime it's coach what he's done at Jackson State. And if you're going to talk about him leaving JSU, can we at least get a lot of articles about what he's doing at JSU? See, because here's my thing. He's at a small school. It's a small school. We're not even going to use the HBCU thing. He's at a small school. You don't want him, or excuse me, you want him because of what he's doing. However, all I'm reading about is that you want Tell me why and tell me in detail. Tell me everything that he's doing for Jackson State. Don't just tell me he brought in Travis Hunter. No, get in depth because it's important. It is. What he's doing at Jackson State holds a lot of weight. And I lure all non-HBC publications, whether independent journalists, podcasters, uh, writer for the newspaper, whatever you do, whatever you do, write about the good stuff that's happening at Jackson State and the things that Deion, Deion Sanders are talking, or excuse me, Deion Sanders is changing and talking about doing at Jackson State and for HBCUs without mentioning him. Because these articles that you could write, they go, they can go a long way, man. I think that what they're doing needs to be covered. It needs to be publicized. 
it's important. And once again, I'm not naive. I understand. I just told you about the allure of Dion of Isaiah Land going to an FBS program, and I get it exactly what it could provide. But Deion Sanders came out and criticized him moving, saying you don't need to leave to get this opportunity. This is the guy that we're talking about leaving an HBCU. And I understand that any moment that he can, but I'm asking, let's just live in a moment. Let's just understand what's going on right now and appreciate everything that he's doing because that is so much better. And if you're a journalist, write about, write about why he should stay. I've yet to, and I'm sure there have been somebody, but I've yet to read a, an, an article from somebody who is not HBCU-centric. Y'all killing it. We doing our thing out here, all right? So love to all of y'all. But somebody who's not HBCU-centric telling me, oh, this is the reason why Deion Sanders Jackson State. That's all I ask. Just a couple of articles about that because there are reasons that he would want to stay. And if you have any questions about it, my Twitter's right there, at South Exclusives. If you have any questions about it, we're going to continue dropping this, this content and giving you reasons why HBCUs are a place to be Every day, Monday through Friday, continue making us your locked on or excuse, continue making us your first listen of the day here at Locked On HBCU. If you have any questions about it. At Salusis, if you're looking for me in between time or you have any questions about why Deion Sanders should stay. You can find me on Twitter at South Exclusives for tomorrow's episode. We're going to be talking about Joshua Williams and Dakota Durant because I'm being in a much better mood. I feel like I got a lot off my chest today and I already feel better. So to the next time that we hear each other, family, take care, stay blessed. Peace.